Hi, it's Maddie Soul, your rebel guide to living a life of freedom abroad, bringing you an episode of Roaming the Now, where entrepreneurs, coaches, and mentors come together to give you a behind-the-scenes look at the real and raw experience of setting out to a new country and building a life and business abroad. If you're curious about your unique personality while living abroad, take the Living Abroad Persona Quiz at quiz.connectwithmarisol.com to discover your unique living abroad persona type. Make sure to like and subscribe to Roaming the Now. Enjoy! Hello and welcome to Roaming the Now. I am your host, Marisol, and today I have Trista Gurton with us from Lebanon. Trista, so happy to have you here. Thank you. It's very nice to be here. (laughs) So why don't you tell us a little bit about you, because I know you're from Canada and Lebanon is quite a bit of ways. (laughs) Yes, yes. So I am Canadian. I am working here in Lebanon as a humanitarian aid worker. I've been here now for six and a half years. And that's primarily been my career for the past 20 plus years. I've been traveling around the world in places like Yemen, Sri Lanka, Iraq, Kosovo, Angola. I've been traveling to 75 countries now, not all for work, but, you know, a lot for work. And uh, so, yes, I've been here for six and a half years, and I am also now a life coach for the past couple of years, and so I'm a humanitarian aid worker by day and a life coach by evening and weekends. I love it. Um, I'm sure with all the time zones, (laughs) that works out (laughs) very nicely. (laughs) Indeed, yes. (laughs) It's it. There's a lot of work keeping track of everything, but yeah, it's it's fun. Yeah. So I'd love to actually hear, because I know that you, you started off abroad like for work, right? Like for, for humanitarian aid work. So yeah. what was the transition into life coaching? I'd actually love to hear. Oh, well, so I guess it was, I came across life coaching probably to check the dates, but I want to say like five or six years ago. And, you know, working abroad, I was in a long distance relationship, which brought along a set of challenges. And I was going through a particular period with my partner where um, we sort of weren't speaking, (laughs) let's say. And uh, I was quite frustrated. And of course, you know, when you have a disagreement or whatever happens and you're apart, then of course you, you know, can't just sort of meet up at home later and talk it through and, you know, have that opportunity to be face-to-face. So anyway, long story short, I was feeling quite frustrated and quite upset, and I just didn't know what to do with it. And I knew that something had to change, and I didn't know what. I didn't know how, but I was, I was like, that's it. There's something, something, I have to do something different. And I came across the Life Coach School podcast. It was an episode called Emotional Adulthood. And it was one of these things that I just listened to it. And I was like, like, it, it was just a complete shift for me in, in that moment. And, you know, listening to that. And so I sort of started engaging more with the Life Coach School and getting coached myself. And it just completely changed my life. It changed me. And I, you know, originally started working on my relationship and then, you know, other areas of my life. 
And then once COVID hit, I landed up having some extra time on my hands and they offer a certification program. And it was something that I had been looking at, but, you know, something for 10 years down the road, sort of like when I transitioned out of my career and wanted to do something different. And I thought, well, since I have the time, I may as well do it now. And as soon as I started, I just loved it. I thought it was the most fun. I thought it just was so powerful. I wanted to share it with everybody, you know, and and I probably went around coaching people (laughs) against their will when I first started and I, you know, had to tone that down, but I just, I wanted to share it. I wanted to share the tools and the skills that I've learned uh, because it does have such an impact. So, yeah, so here I am doing both and uh, eventually we'll transition to just coaching. But, you know, right now I feel like I have the best of both worlds. So I'm just, I'm just enjoying it. It sounds really great um, that you have like such a, I mean, for me, I personally, that's really awesome, right? Like you have a career that takes you all around the world and Mm. you have like what you love, like coaching by night. So I would love to hear kind of your perspective of, of how do you think your work, your career as a humanitarian aid worker moving around so often really impacts how you, you know, do your coaching as well as just kind of how you've been navigating the the transition of coaching. Well, I guess it, I have worked in this sector for 20 years and have moved around a lot, which has been fun and it's been exciting, but it's also been part of the experience that you know, we sort of work in these difficult conditions and we stay here for six months, a year, two years, we get fed up, we get tired. And then we look for another location thinking that it's going to be better there. And oftentimes, you know, we do move and it's fun for the first few months because it's new and it's exciting. It's a little different, but then the novelty wears off and we land up in the same pattern again. And so with coaching, I've realized that I can be happy anywhere. That happy is in here, not outside, not external. And so I've really been able to apply the tools and the skills that I've learned to just enjoy myself and to really break that cycle of, you know, having to move on, having to change places and I've shared that with my colleagues and I share that with my clients. And it's having that that experience that was so eye-opening to me that it's it's really made part of my messaging that much clearer that you know you can be happy no matter no matter what. It really depends on you. Yeah, that's such a powerful, powerful lesson to really like sink into. Um wherever you are, like you can be happy. And Mm. I really appreciate you mentioning like novelty, right? Like when Mm. you're traveling, there's a lot of novelty, but once the novelty lays off, like it's still the same you, you're still Mm -hmm. the same person (laughs) doing the same thing. And so like, as you navigated that experience of, because I'm sure probably at the start of your career, like it was really exciting, right? Like moving, traveling all the time. 
but what was that experience like for you once the novelty like really like that just like sunk in the novelty of traveling just like wore off mm. I guess it, it's just realizing that that's just life and that you know we're going to experience all the emotions and yeah, so boredom sometimes is 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 going to be a part of it and it doesn't even have to be boredom it can just be normal regular life and I'm sure you know there's some sort of cycle in our brain that you know with the novelty and that our brain does like you know something new right something shiny something different and it sort of attracts our attention and and I'm sure that every time I changed and you know we travel we get a hit of dopamine and our brain lights up and you know gets that reward and feels good um but you know just understanding that this is okay that this is normal and there are going to be periods where you know it's not going to be exciting it's not going to be new it's not going to be different and just realizing that that's just a part of life. Yeah, definitely. I, I can agree with you there. I, I had some like uh, earlier, like this year, I think these things are just really calm, like the beginning mm-hmm. of the year. And um, I was moving around so much as I was living in Mexico. But now that I, I have a home and I've like settled down, like there's not the novelty of where am I going to live next month? Or there's not the novelty of I'm in a new city or a new place. Mm-hmm. And I was finding my brain like, Oh, let's go somewhere. Let's go somewhere. Let's go somewhere. I was like, but like, I, I we have a home here. <laughs> <laughs> and so, you know, I realized that even though I, I live somewhere that is really cool, really exciting, like there's always stuff to explore on the weekends, the brain still kind of feels like, oh, we're in a pattern of of habit, right? Like this is this is normal to us now. And so I, I found that like even just a quick trip on the weekend to somewhere that's just outside of like your normal area can really yeah. cure that I mean sure. you know, yeah. <laughs> yeah 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 but I think it does become it does become a little bit addictive you know with the travel like for us like and I'm sure sometimes it's no different than you know shopping online or you know gambling or you know whatever people sort of get you know, you get that hit of dopamine and it's kind of fun and it's you know your brain gets that that reward so yeah, but there's nothing wrong with a you know a nice weekend away and to have fun. But yeah, there has to be a balance, right? Yeah, I think that's where the term travel junkie comes from. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I just put that together right now. I was like, oh yeah, I think that's where the term travel junkie comes from because it is true. Like when you're constantly yeah. traveling, your brain is getting this hit of dopamine of this is new, this is new, this is new, and and that's yeah. where I, I see it can be very exhilarating. But I do think you bring a very valid point to the table. Like there needs to be a balance as with everything. Right. Yeah. Right. Really good points of view on, on this. And I would say um, like when you are traveling and settling into new places and like, cause someone who has moved around so much, like what are, what is your advice for someone who wants to find the balance in moving around a lot or traveling a lot? Hmm. Well, I guess you have to find a comfortable space to be in. Right. And, and just, make it your home, make it comfortable, bring the little things, set it up, get the plants, get the nice sheets, get the nice towels. Like, you know, just, just have somewhere that you're comfortable and it's homey for you. And I think that that's important. And then 
you know, the balance, it's, it's hard to say. Like I, I guess I've always liked going on, on trips and I guess I think part of it was really a, a diversion. Like I think I really was, you know, looking for that entertainment and that, and that excitement. And I found that now that I have my own business, that's where I'm challenging or channeling all of my, my energy and my time. So yeah, I don't know. I, it's hard to say, like, I can't say how you would necessarily strike a balance. I guess that's up to, to each person, but it's, you know, how you want to spend your time, I guess, and how you want to have fun and traveling like that is is such an opening experience right it's such a it's such an opportunity so I would never say don't travel there (laughs) of course no yeah I think it right you have a really good point and it's kind of been a theme like amongst like the conversations is how to find home and everyone Mm -hmm. has a different different feeling of home right Mm -hmm. and I'm going to sound really silly, but for me, when I'm feeling like homesick, mostly like just, I'm, I kind of am missing America, like in some ways, like yeah. I'll find myself eating like peanut butter and jelly sandwiches. Like that's how right. I find home. <laughs> right. And like make it for myself. Right. And then yeah. there's some other people who it, it's like the things that they bring, like just like little items, you know, that remind yeah. them. I think that's true. Like for me, like, you know, for me, it's, oh, I want to have a peanut butter and jelly sandwich to give me the comfort Mm. of the America, the Americas, right? Or like chicken tenders. It's like so funny. Um, Those are the only two things I find that really remind me. (laughs) Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. That's interesting. I would go for a burger, Mm. a good burger. And um, yesterday I was at the supermarket and I bought a little thing of maple syrup (gasps) and pancakes. Yeah. So very Canadian maple syrup pancakes. Yeah. But it yeah. still, it still goes to show how um, it's like little small ways that you can yeah. kind of find those. I don't know what we call them. Like I don't know what the right word would it for me. What do you think the word would be? It, it feels like a nostalgia thing, but it's not. It's mm. like, yeah, I don't know. Um, it's a good question. <laughs> I'm thinking. I'm like, is it like um like I don't know. It's like kind of finding those those little things that just like comfort yeah. you. And it, and I feel yeah. like the easiest way when you're abroad to do that is food. Um, if you yes. can find it. <laughs> yes. Yes. Well, that's it. And you know what the funny thing is, is like, now that, I mean, the world has, there's, there's so many more opportunities because, and I don't want to age myself here, but like when I first started traveling, I mean, I remember like, it was very difficult. Like you didn't have Netflix, you didn't have iTunes, you know, I mean, you could probably find a Coca-Cola, but you, you know, you, finding peanut butter, finding milk, like there's the availability now of more goods in the market and that. So I find that I'm able to find things more and more now that, that do, you know, that are homey for me. Yeah. So that's nice. And yeah, I certainly, it wasn't always like that. Yeah. Well, <laughs> It's Charlie, where I live is a little bit further out. It is further out from the city. It's like okay. two hours, like an hour. Well, they're like 30 minutes away from the closest city, like 45 minutes, an hour away, two hours away. But like popcorn, just like free popped popcorn is yeah. like a novelty to find. 
and you know in the U.S. or I mean, I'm sure even in Canada, you can find that anywhere, right? You just mark yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And so popcorn has now shifted from being like, oh yeah, like I just want proof pop popcorn to like a novelty. Like, can I even find it? Can I even find the flavor that I want? Wow. It's quite funny. Um, okay. So in, in like thinking about moving forward, because more on your coaching, um, yeah. you are definitely someone who I feel like really embodies like travel, be fearless, explore the world, you know, like the word that comes to mind is like, the world is your oyster. Like, why not go out and explore? So if you were to give advice to someone who is wanting to tap into more of that fearless spirit of really moving Mm -hmm. around a lot, maybe their career is going to take them away, or maybe really just, you know, jumping into the the coaching lifestyle of, of adding in that layer of being a digital nomad, what would you tell them? What advice would you give them? I would tell them to do it. I would tell them that there's going to be fear, there's going to be discomfort, but that doesn't mean stop. That doesn't mean that anything has gone wrong. And if you can make friends, you know, because it's not about being fearless, but if you can make friends with the fear, the discomfort in particular, know that it's going to be there, allow for it and, and go for it. You know, just go after what you want. And keep going, keep showing up, keep, keep doing whatever it is you want to do. But the fear doesn't mean stop. It's going to be there. No matter, you know, if you're setting a new goal, if you're traveling to a new place, anytime you're going to the next level, learning something new, it's going to come up. And that's, that's okay. You know, you can experience the fear, experience the discomfort, the doubt, and live, right? It's, it can be scary, right? It can be challenging, but just keep going. Yeah, I love how you brought up fear is, like, how do you make fear your friend? <laughs> maybe fear your friend, is maybe, when I said that, it was like, oh, maybe that's not the right <laughs> phrase to be, but but you know what I mean? It's, it's like fear is just going to be there. Like it's, it's not about being fearless, right? It's, it's not about eliminating the fear. Mm-hmm. It's just knowing that it's going to be there and allowing for it and moving through it. Keep going. Yeah. Yeah. I can agree with you. Cause I am, um, I know when I was like playing with um, just like bio stuff and, and working on things, I um I like had fearless like in there somewhere Mm. and I was like fearless doesn't seem like the right word though like that doesn't really Mm -hmm. seem like the right word because I can tell you I've experienced fear in all of those situations I wasn't fearless I had fear there like like I had an extra carry-on luggage like you know (laughs) exactly however it, it really is um not letting the fear stop you and I had a mentor tell me like fear is the gas pedal. It's not the brake. So, so it's learning how to use, use the, the fear as I guess fuel. That's really how I interpreted it instead of like having it come to a halt. But I do feel like you, you really need to have a close relationship with yourself in order to be able to do that. (laughs) You know? (laughs) Yeah. Well, you know, having that self-confidence, knowing that no matter what happens, you can figure it out. You don't need to know all of the steps. You don't need to have all of the answers. 
but you know that you're capable, you're smart, you know, you can figure this out and you can experience any emotion and live and you're going to be, you're going to be okay. Yes. Okay. Beautiful. I think you really like kind of hit it on the head. It's not necessarily being fearless. It's not having that. It's just being confident, confident in yourself to figure it out. And the beautiful thing with confidence is we can all really grow into that and we can flex that Mm -hmm. muscle. Um, I always, there's this video I once watched where someone said confidence is a skill. Confidence is something that you grow and it's like a muscle. And so we don't come out like, oh my God, like I'm the best person in the world, right? Right. Yeah. Yeah. And it's just, it really is just, as you said, it is a skill. And the more we do it, the more we practice it, the better we, we become at it. But that's the great thing is that you don't, you don't have to have all of the answers. You don't have to know all of the steps. You just take the next step. And then the next step after that, something happens, you'll figure it out. You'll figure it out. Yeah. It's such an empowering thought. And, and that's literally what I used to tell myself when I first got here to Mexico, because I didn't have a plan. I just said fossil, mm-hmm. fossil, which is step-by-step. Step-by-step. Right. <laughs> step. Well, yeah. On that really empowering note, thank you so much, Trista. If anyone is interested in getting in contact with you, what would be the best way? You can find me on my website. So it's tristagurton.com, T-R-I-S-T-A-G-U-E-R-T-I-N.com. I'm on Instagram at Trista V. Gurton. I have my own podcast called This Daring Adventure. And uh, yeah, I think that's the best. I'm also on Facebook, Trista V. Gurton as well there. Awesome. Thank you um, for sharing that. So I will also make sure I put your information in the description so that everyone can. Thank you. Yeah, of course. So until next time, thank you everyone for tuning in. This is your host of Only The Now, Marisol, signing off. Take care wherever you are in the world. Thanks for catching this episode of Roaming the Now. If you have not already, make sure to like and subscribe. And if you want to discover your unique personality while living abroad, visit quiz.connectwithmarisol.com. And as always, wherever you are in the world, I hope you are enjoying Roaming the Now.